Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Now, many times in the New Testament, we read about God being the God of peace. In Philippians 4.9, it says, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. I love that. The God of peace will be with you. He, he wants to give you peace. The Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law. Do you, do you love God's law? Right? He said, Great peace, uh, you know, have those who love your law. Now, if God brings great peace, why doesn't everybody have peace? Why is there so much conflict in the world? Why is there so much tension? Why is there, you know, just so much, you know, angst? Well, Isaiah 57, 20 says this, But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked, right? I used to think Ozzy Osbourne came up with that, but uh, it's not, right? No peace for the wicked. That, that wasn't just an Ozzy song. I mean, it's just the truth. It's in the scripture, right? When a person lives in rebellion to God's design for life, then it causes trouble, and, and there's no peace. And our world doesn't understand that. And sometimes people think, well, What's the benefit of going to church? You know, before I was, when I was an atheist, uh, I had a couple stepsisters used to go to church every Sunday and said, why do you go to church? What does it do for you? And, you know, I was probably a jerk. And they probably were like, you know, <laughs> they didn't answer me. But here's the thing. When you come to church, God teaches you things that helps you to experience life in the best way that you can experience. He teaches us how to forgive people and love people. He teaches us how to manage relationships and marriages and, and money and all those sort of things. And, you know, when you don't have that, what do people do when they reject God's ways and constantly rebel against his design? Well, then they have a lot of problems. God wants to bring peace in your life. And, and maybe, you know, you need some peace of God in your life. In Isaiah 48, 18, he says this, Oh, that you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river, right? God was saying to his people that were obstinate and stubborn and unteachable, and they were unwilling to change. God was saying, you didn't listen to me, and you didn't follow my commandments, and if you would have, then you could have had peace like a river in your life, right? And, and a lot of conflict comes from being stubborn. Do you know that? Now, I don't know that anybody knows a stubborn person, but if you know a stubborn person, you just think about it, right? Sometimes... A stubborn person can be stubborn purely because they want to be stubborn, not even because they're right or wrong or even care if they're right or wrong, right? And what does it do? It causes conflict, right? And a lot of conflict comes from being stubborn. And basically what it is is I want my way. I don't care about how God created me or how he created anybody else or whatever his design is. I want what I want, and I want it now, and I'm going to throw a fit until I get it, right? And really, there are a lot of people who go through life that way. Now, it, it, it's kind of funny when it's a little kid, right? Um, but some people, it's not just when they're two, but it's when they're 22 and 32 and 62, right? Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to be in rebellion to God's authority. They don't say that, 
But really, that's what, it, you know, lawlessness. You know what sin is? Jesus came to forgive us from our sin. Sin is lawlessness, right? When you look at the culture and you see lawlessness, you could just replace sin, right? And so if a city promotes lawlessness, they're just promoting sin. And, and some people think that sin's good for you. But Jesus obviously knows that it's bad for you. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And so a result of being obstinate is that a person's life can be filled with confusion and pain and suffering. And, and they can experience a lot of things that God doesn't want us to experience. And God was telling his people there in Isaiah, hey, you didn't listen. In Joshua 1, God told Joshua, verse 8, he said, the book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. See, God said, look, if you do my word, if you live according to the rules and instructions that I've given you, my commands, then your life is going to be prosperous and successful, right? And I love that. The word of God produces a prosperous, successful life. And that's what he wants for every one of us. Now, you don't have to have that if you don't want it. Isaiah 48, 18, he says, Oh, that you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river. In other words, he was saying, you could have chose to obey my commands and you would have a lot of peace in your life, but you didn't, and so you didn't. And so your life can overflow with peace, right? And that's what God's desire is for you. And the Bible says that, God gives you a choice of how you want to live. God's way is so good. 1 Peter 3.10 says this, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good and let him seek peace and pursue it. Right? That's what God wants for all of us, to seek peace and pursue it. And, and what he's saying is when you surrender to God's ways, when you surrender your life to God, it produces a peaceful life. You can have peace with God. And that's the first step to experiencing a life of peace is peace with God. And that's why Jesus came, to forgive us our sins so we can have peace with God. Now, God wants you to have peace. Romans 5.1 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you can have peace with God through Jesus. You confess your sin, admit that you're a sinner, you've done wrong, and ask the Lord to forgive you. And so we can have peace with God. And then when you have peace with God, then you can have peace with yourself. When you follow God and you obey his ways, it produces a better life. And, and you know, we live in a world that is full of conflicts and problems. And God wants you to have peace with him, peace with yourself, and peace with others. And not only that, he wants to take you to another level where you can tell other people about that peace. Romans 10, 15 says this, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. You ever thought about your feet being beautiful, right? And when you invite someone to church or you tell somebody about Jesus, and you know, you're going to have a lot of opportunities at the holidays to invite people to Christmas Eve, Christmas service, whatever, you know. Um, if you have a bunch of relatives over that fight all the time on Christmas Day, bring them to church. You're saying, Pastor Bob, should we fight here? We'll do it in the back. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? God wants us to bring this peace to other people because our world, it, it really is sad without Jesus. And there are people everywhere who need peace. I, I read this yesterday. Uh, NPR was doing a report on, you know, sadness with young people. And they said, from January to June of 2021, the CDC researchers collected data on behaviors and experiences of 7,705 public and private high school students across the U.S. Almost half the teens reported constantly feeling sad or hopeless. Almost every day for two weeks or more in a row to the point that they stopped doing their usual activities in the 12 months before taking the survey. 
One particular finding was sobering. 47% of lesbian, gay, and bisexual teens said that they had seriously considered committing suicide. We live in a society where people are sad and depressed and discouraged, and we know the answer for peace, right? We, We can bring hope to their lives. And at this holiday season, we all need to be reminded that God wants to use us to bring hope to others. He wants us to tell people. So when you see somebody stressed out, you see somebody yelling at somebody at a store, this, you can say, Lord, help me to pray for them. And then if you really want to go to the next level, you can walk up to them and say, do you want me to pray for you? <laughs> you should only do that if you're okay with getting hit. <laughs> My wife does it, and people are okay with it. But here's the thing, right? God wants us to bring his good news everywhere we go. And because people are in need. And he doesn't want us just to come to church and you know, live in our little bubble and like, whoa, yay is me. I'm happy and I have peace because I know Jesus. <laughs> All the rest of you crazy people, too bad, right? He doesn't want that. Right? He wants us to care about them. And, and so when he tells the church there in verse 33, God is not the author of confusion but of peace. For those of you who go to church and experience it, you know the truth of it. But Philippians 4, 6 says this, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, uh, it, and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now notice in Philippians 4, it talks about the peace of God. Not the peace with God. We talked about that comes through Jesus. But the peace of God comes through coming to him and surrendering to him. It means that when you come to him, when he says, uh, be anxious for nothing and everything by prayer. So after you have peace with God, now you can pray and say, Lord, help me to surrender to you. Help me to trust you. Help me to live life the way you've designed it. Help me to respond to people the way you tell me to. A soft answer turns away wrath. Lord, help me to love people and care for people. And there are Christians who don't experience God's peace, but you can. What do you have to do? Will you simply pray and surrender to the Lord and say, God, I want your peace. Lord, I want to do it your way. I'm tired of being a little three-year-old, throwing a little fit, stomping my feet and screaming, and it's not really getting me anywhere, (laughs) right? You can come to the Lord and say, God, help me. And here's the thing. He's just waiting. He wants to help you. He loves you. Jesus came at Christmas time. Well, not really, but <laughs> we celebrated at Christmas time. Jesus came so that you could have forgiveness and peace with God and that you can have peace in your life. And all you have to do is surrender and say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me to follow you. And the first step is peace with God. So if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the first step. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. But, but then when you begin to seek him and you surrender and you say, Lord, fill me with your spirit, then what does the Bible say? When you are walking in the spirit, the Bible says, Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace. What does that mean, the fruit of the spirit? It means that when you are walking in the spirit, when you're filled with God's spirit, when you're surrendered to him, that it's gonna overflow your life. It's gonna characterize your life, love and joy and peace. And that's, we sing Christmas songs all about that. And I remember singing Christmas songs, Joy to the World. What does that mean? I remember thinking that was a dumb song. <laughs> like, there's no joy in this world, but I didn't know Jesus, right? But when you're filled with the Spirit and you surrender to God, He wants to fill you with love and joy and peace that's supernatural. And so you can do that today by simply asking Him into your life or rededicating your life to Him. And, and maybe you did it when you were a kid, and maybe you haven't been following Him. Maybe your life, you need peace. And maybe you think, did somebody tell Pastor Bob about my life? Nope, nobody told me about your life. We're just going through the Bible, chapter 14. We were in 13 last week. We were in 12 the week before that. We were in 11 the week before that. Next week, guess where we're going to be? <laughs> 15, right? I mean, I don't know anything about your life, but here's the thing God does, and he wants you to have peace in your life. He loves you. He wants to bless you, but he's not going to force it on you. You've got to do what you want. And if you want to have peace, you want to have joy, then all you have to do is invite him into your life and surrender to him. It's a lifelong process. 
The flesh is still there, even as a Christian. You sometimes don't want to obey. That's when you need to pray. Lord, help me. Help me to forgive them. Lord, help me to love them. And you know what? As you do that, man, it brings peace. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, teach us to not be obstinate and stubborn. Lord, teach us to surrender to you. Lord, help us by the power of your spirit, Lord, to be submitted to your will. Lord, that we would pray daily, your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. And so we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.